Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today because we're going to be talking about how to build a marketing funnel that actually drives sales. And if you've been in business for any length of time, you've probably heard terms like sales funnels and conversion funnels, lead magnets and tripwires, and uh, talk. And, and these are all talked a lot about when it comes to marketing and finding your new customers and growing your business in general. But what does that all mean and how do you actually get it all to work together? So today we're going to conquer the conversion funnel and give you a simple, straightforward blueprint on how to construct one for your business that will hopefully get you more leads, customers, and sales. First off, I want to start with some definitions so that we're all on the same page. So a sales funnel illustrates the um, ideal journey that your prospects go through on their way to becoming customers. And while you're mar- while you mark may market your products or services to thousands of people. Only a small percentage will actually provide contact information and become leads. And of of those leads, only a few are going to become clients. And and the way to think about it is think about a real funnel. Um, You pour something into the top and it comes out the bottom. And with a sales funnel, what you're doing is you're pouring all of your potential customers into the top. And those that actually um, buy from you are the ones that are coming out the bottom. So you can really see that there's a lot of people going into the top and very few coming out the bottom. Uh, on the other hand, a conversion funnel or a marketing funnel, in the way that we're going to use it, it's it really takes that sales funnel a step further. And in most cases, what happens is when you're talking about the sales funnel, and when a lot of people are talking about a sales funnel, it ends when the customer makes or doesn't make that purchase. On the other hand, uh, what a conversion funnel will do is it will continue to communicate with the customer or lead and offer them more products and services that will bring them closer and closer to what their ultimate solution is. And I really like how Neil Patel of Quicksprout explains it. Um, So the first side of the conversion funnel is to get your customers, and then the second side is to grow your customers. So I I want you to picture it this way in your mind. Um, You have two funnels and the smallest parts of both funnels are hooked together. On the left is where you're trying to get your customers and you go through the regular sales funnel process that we've talked about in the past, which is from awareness to interest to evaluation and intent and then to the purchase or conversion. But then once they get make that purchase, the other side of that funnel kicks in and you start to look for ways to upsell or cross sell those customers and it's general ways to get them to make their next purchase and send you referrals and those referrals will take you back to the get your customer side of the funnel. So so that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about conversion funnels. And then the next thing that I want to make sure that we're on the same page about is what a lead magnet is. And a lead magnet is an irresistible bribe 
offering. Um, what you're doing is you're offering a specific chunk of value to a prospect to engage to exchange them for their contact information, and it's really what uh, gets them into the get customer side of your funnel. And a tripwire is a, is similar to a lead magnet, but has a really low pri- price tag attached to it and has one and only one purpose, to convert that prospect or lead into a customer or buyer. And the idea of a tripwire is not to sell the, the product that you ultimately want your customer to buy. It's really that stepping stone to get them there and to build some of that trust. So now that we have a fundamental of understanding of what we're talking about, um, let's start from the beginning to build your conversion funnel. So I want you to remember some of the core values that we've talked about all along on marketing that won't break the bank. And in order to get customers to buy your products or services, you really need to get them to know, like, and trust you. And it's really about building those relationships. And you know that in real life, building relationship uh, takes time and effort. Uh, you really can't go from, hi, my name is Janet, to marry me and we'll have five kids in the same breath. And sometimes that's what happens uh, when you're when you're marketing to your customers. You say, hi, buy my products. And that's really not how you're going to build those relationships and build that know, like, and trust factor. You really need to move slowly through the various stages of that relationship. It's a lot of give and take and building uh and a building of trust at each stage before you move on and become closer. So that's how we're going to approach your conversion funnel. And it's building those that strong, solid foundation that leads from the, hi, how are you, to actually sitting down for a cup of coffee, um, to going to dinner and a movie, and then uh, getting engaged and married, and then keeping that love uh, between the two of you alive. So the first step in building your conversion funnel is tr- to truly understand who your customer is. And yes, you know this is one of my favorite topics, and it's uh, an important one when it comes to marketing. But we're going to take it a step further today. Um, so when you create your ideal customer avatar that we've talked about in the past, what you're trying to do is you're trying to describe that customer in as much detail as you can. Um, you're utilizing things like their age, their marital status, their employment status, um, where they're hanging out online, um, what their likes and dislikes are, and most importantly, um, what their problems and challenges are that um, will benefit from your products or or services. So for your conversion funnel to work, we also need to look at a few more aspects of who your ideal customer is. And I really like the way that Digital Marketer describes this process. And what they do is they, they call it the before and after grid. So what I want you to do is to take a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle. And on one side, you're going to label it before, and on the other side, you're going to label it after, hence the before and after grid. Um, And what you're going to do is you're going to describe their condition, your ideal customer's uh, condition, uh, before they buy whatever your ultimate product is that you want them to purchase. So think about what your core product is that you want them to purchase and what their state is before they actually purchase it or before they find you and start following you and and getting to know you. Then what you're going to do is you're going to ask yourself four questions. Um, What would they have before they buy your 
core product and what do they have after they buy your core product. So in other words, um, it could be features of your product or service or, or whatever, uh, whatever you're talking about. So if you're selling cars, and I know that Probably a car isn't a, a really good example, but we're going to use cars because it, it'll illustrate the point. Um, so maybe on the before side of uh, what they have is you would say they have a clunky, beat up car. And then on the after side, um, you say they have a new high, high efficiency or energy efficient car. And then the next question that you're going to ask them or ask yourself is how do they feel? Um, so before when they have this clunky old beat up car, they may feel embarrassed and frustrated um, because of that, that condition. And after when they get their new high energy efficient card, they feel confident and cool. They have this new thing and it's so much better than what they had before. Um, and then the next question that you're going to ask yourself um, for your ideal customer um, before and after is what is their average day like? And, and you may need to think about this a little bit um, because you really want to know, um, it, it, you're, you're still looking at the psychology behind this and what they're feeling. So um, before uh, they buy their car or they make that purchase, um, they may their average day may be that they're praying that the car starts or they're sitting in the at the mechanics wondering how much it's going to cost and how much... Um, uh, time it's going to spend before before the car is repaired, but after they their day is enjoyable and driving is is enjoyable again because they don't have those worries that they had with their old clunker. And then the last question that you're going to ask yourself is what's their status? In other words, how do they view themselves? So before when they have this clunker of a car, they may feel like a loser because they can't get anywhere and every time somebody asks them to do something, um, it all depends on whether or not their car starts. Um, but afterwards, they may feel like a rock star because they have the best looking car on the street or, or um, their, their kids think that they're cool and, and always want to ride with them where before they didn't want to be seen in the car or something like that. So um, those are the four questions that you're going to ask yourself. And, and really the point of this exercise is to get you to understand some of the things that you need to do to move them from their before state in their mind to their after state. And the difference between these two states is where your value comes in and it's where you're going to make your money. So once you've figured out that ideal after state that we've been talking about, you can actually put together what's known as a statement of value for your ideal customers. So in our case, when we're talking about buying that new energy efficient car, you may actually say that car XYZ, if that's the name of your car, enables your ideal customer who may be a 50-year-old empty nester um, to feel like uh, rock stars and make driving enjoyable 
enjoyable again. So that's one of those things that you really want to take a look at when you're putting um, your before and after grid together because that's really where you're going to be speaking to your customer and your ideal prospects. And the idea here is, and I want you to take notice of this, that the idea isn't to describe the features and benefits, but it's really talking to the feelings of your ideal customer and how your product or service is going to take them from that before state to that after state. And throughout this entire process of building your conversion funnel, you really want to speak in terms of this after state that you've developed for your ideal customer. And this is what's going to get them to buy from you. And it's really not those um, features and benefits. So I want to make sure, too, that you understand um, that taking a prospect from acquaintance to customer is a two-way street. And it's really about building those relationships. And that's what we've kind of been concentrating on um, so far. But on paper, it may look simple and sound simple. But in reality, you're probably wondering why no one is buying from you, even though you know that your your ideal customer needs your products and services. So we've talked uh, about how important it is to build that no like, and trust factor with your audience and how you, you're going to do that from your side. Um, the, the thing is, though, that it may not be you that has that problem and, and you've done everything possible to get them to know, like, and trust you, but they're still not buying. And the answer to that really lies in how we interact with each other in personal relationships. It may not be about you or the fact that they don't trust you. It may actually be about the fact that they don't trust themselves. So I want you to think about this. Uh, when you're faced with a big decision or a big change in your life or you're confronted with a situation that you're really unsure about, do you make that decision quickly? or do you hesitate and wonder if it's the right decision or if you actually have to conquer the ch- or if you can conquer the challenge placed before you and this is really true with your relationship with your customers you may have done everything right but they still have that thing in their mind that's saying I'm not so sure about this and it has nothing to do with you it has to do with them so you have so, so there there's a certain amount of trust issues that they're having that uh, need to be conquered and the first one uh, which is kind of obvious is whether or not they trust you and the second one is their own self-doubt so so before you can really get them to make that ultimate purchase decision that will get them to their after state that we've been talking about you need need to help them conquer that doubt whether it's with you or with themselves and that's done in baby steps and this is where your lead magnet and your tripwire offers come in and when we come back uh, from our break we will start talking about those lead magnets and tripwires so stay tuned Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. 
Let's face it, marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we started our conversion funnel uh, talk by understanding who our ideal customer is and what their before and after states would look like. And then we started talking about the fact that they may have some doubts and you really need to get over some of those doubts. And it could be with you or it could be their own self-doubt. And and we mentioned and I mentioned before the break that there's two ways that you can do that, and that's through lead magnets and tripwires. So let's get started on, on that conversation. And we're really at the top of your conversion funnel when we're talking about lead magnets. And it's really time to start uh, acquiring those leads and getting those potential customers moving through their customer journey from awareness to interest to uh, evaluation intent and the purchase conversion. And your ideal customer has probably found you through your blog or through social media or through some other source has probably checked you out a little bit and you've piqued their curiosity. So now they want, uh, they know that you have a solution to their challenge or their problem and they want to know a little bit more about how you can figure out how and how they can uh, trust you and your solution. So the best way to do this is that first step in your conversion funnel, and it's to offer them a lead lead magnet. And now I want you to remember that we defined a lead magnet as an irresistible bribe offering a specific chunk of value to a prospect in exchange for their contact information. So before we uh, start talking about lead magnets and getting into the intricacies of this, I want to make sure that you understand what a lead magnet is not. It is not a request to subscribe to your newsletter. It's not a trial offer for your product or service, and it's not a 10-week course on a general subject. What a lead magnet should do is they should solve a real problem. So if your lead magnet doesn't solve a real problem for your ideal customer or it doesn't give them something that they really want, it's not going to work. It should promise one quick win. So if you promise and deliver one quick win for your ideal customer, um, it's something that they can easily uh, achieve. And it should be super specific. So you don't want to create a lead magnet about something 
general. Um, And the more specific that you can be about the benefits of your lead magnet, the better it will convert. It should be quick to to digest. So um, things like PDF checklists tend to convert really well because they're so quick to uh, and easy to digest. Um, And uh, eBooks or lengthy reports may uh, overwhelm your prospects. So I would stay away from those to a certain extent. Uh, Your lead magnet should have a high value, um, both perceived and actual, um, and it should be instantly accessible, so it will work best if it can be delivered right away. Um, People love instant gratification, so the the better that you can do that, the better your lead magnet is going to be. And the last thing that a lead magnet should do is it should demonstrate your expertise or your statement of value. And your statement of value is that um, statement that we talked about uh, when we were talking about the before and after um, part of a uh, grid, and that's where you're saying um, your product and uh, it meets your customers' needs and and in this way. So um, when when they consume your lead magnet, it really should demonstrate your expertise or that statement of value that that you've created. Um, it's really that first step to moving them from their before state to their after state that you've created. And the key to successful lead magnets is to be specific, and I mentioned that. But there's there's things that you can do and, and think about when you're creating that lead magnet. So you want to make a specific promise or give a specific example or offer a specific shortcut. You can answer a specific question or deliver a specific discount. Now, let's look at each of those individually. So uh, you want to make a specific promise. And and what you want to do here is you want to really get inside the head of your customer and ask what's going on. Uh, What are they specifically looking to accomplish to get to that after state that we've been talking about? Uh, The next one is to give a specific example. So this could be a case study where you give some factual information on how somebody uh, successfully used your product or service. And then the next one is to give a specific shortcut. So this could be a checklist or some other kind of hack that would be a great time saver or help them get one step closer to their desired outcome. Fourth is answer a specific question. So uh, your customers ask you questions day in and day out and just choose one or two of those and answer them. The key here though is to make sure they're questions that your customers are asking of you and not questions that you wish they were asking of you. Um, there's a subtle difference there and you really need to be careful that you're you're really asking those questions that your customers are asking of you. And then the last one is to uh, deliver a specific discount. And this one can be a little tricky um, because it's not meant to be a you do this and I'll give you this type of situation. It's more about Uh, It's more of a joining my email list and you'll receive a special coupon for your next purchase or something along those lines. What you want to do is you want to make sure that whatever your lead magnet is, it's fully contained. They don't have to do anything else or subscribe to anything else or purchase anything else in order to get that specific lead magnet or that specific offer. And and, and I want you to remember that lead magnets are free. What they're doing is they're giving you their contact information in exchange for this piece of 
content. And, it, and what it's doing is it's taking you from the, hi, my name is Janet, to the next level, and, and where they're, they're learning more about you, and they're deciding if they want to pursue that relationship even further. So some of the questions when you're, when you're putting together your lead magnet, um, you should ask yourself, uh, some of these questions to decide what to do for your lead magnet. So um, uh, what could you do in two minutes or less that would actually blow your prospect or customer away? Uh, the next question would be, uh, what's an interesting story that uh, you can relate that would demonstrate that your uh, product or service works like you say it will and will impress them. And the last one is, what is that one thing your prospect wants to know? So that goes to that answer a specific question type of lead magnet. And and I want to emphasize that you should really take your time in developing your lead magnet. It's really the first step in their customer journey, and you want to make that good impression. And, and, and there's really a lot more to building successful lead magnets than we have time for today. So, in fact, you can actually go back and listen to a previous episode of Marketing That Won't Break the Bank, which is entitled Using Lead Magnets to Grow Your Email List. That will give you some additional details. It's a little more um, towards the uh, list building side of it than what we're talking about here, but it'll give you some ideas of how to build your landing pages and how to get people to your lead magnet and that sort of stuff. So uh, now that your audience has actually come to the table and has pretty much said, yes, I want to get to know you better, it's time to move to the next stage of of your relationship. And so at this point in your conversion funnel, if we go back to that funnel, um, you have their attention and they've taken that first step and, and that was to opt in for that lead magnet. And the next thing that you want to do is for to get them to put some skin into the game and show some commitment. And this is where your tripwire comes into play. And as I said earlier, the only purpose of a tripwire is to convert prospects into buyers. And this is not the time for you to offer your flagship or core product. You aren't going from it's nice to know, getting to know you to let's get married. It's more of a time for coffee or dinner and a movie if, you're, if we're thinking about uh, in-person and personal relationships. You don't want to go that fast and, and, and you just need them to get uh, to make a little bit of a commitment. So your tripwire is to give them a small taste of what your products and services are like and to give them and to get them to make a deeper commitment to that relationship. So there's two types of commitment that we're talking about here. Um, and, and you probably already recognize this. Um, it's time or money. So um, you either want them to uh, pay you something for a piece of information or you want them to spend time with you. And uh, your tripwire really should make them consciously think about furthering that commitment to you and your company by agreeing to spend that little amount of money. And usually a tripwire is under $20 or some chunk of time with you. So whether it's a webinar or a demo of your software your product or service or something like that. And there's about seven different types of tripwires that you can employ at this point. Um, the first one is a physical premium. And this is about uh, something that they probably want, 
but don't need. And uh, again, this is one of those things that there are no strings attached. So a great example of this, and this is probably dating me a little bit, would be when Columbia House would uh, give you 13 tapes or records for a penny. And, and actually, I think it, it at one point it went up to a dollar. That would be a good physical premium example of a tripwire. Uh, the next type of tripwire would be something small but critical. And it's something that's critical to the success of your flagship or your core product, but it isn't necessarily something that they would uh, think about all the time. But it gets them in the door to your business um, so that they start thinking about other products and services to, to purchase. And, and a good example of this would be something like um, if you're selling uh, crafts, it may be that you have, um, I don't know, a tape measure or something like that, that they need in order to um, measure Whatever. So maybe they're knitting and they need the tape measure to to measure something on on their project. It would be that that they need um, and they didn't think about it in the past. And once they get in the door and you say, oh, by the way, this goes with uh, these knitting needles and, and this yarn and something along, along those lines, then they'll start purchasing from you some of those other products from you. The next thing that is a good tripwire, and, and I mentioned it before, is a book or report. So if you've written a book, you can offer it as a tripwire. And the idea here is, especially if it's available like on Amazon or something like that, is to sell it to them a, a, a little cheaper and get them to buy it from you um, uh, and, and just give it to them as some, as a way of saying thank you if you want to. But it's it's something that's uh, small in price. And another way, and, and remember we said that there's two ways that you can get them to uh, put some skin in the game. One is um, one is through uh, time, and the other is through money. So through time, you can get them to do a, a webinar or or teleseminar, and it could be either time or money. They're spending time with you. If you want, you could actually have them um, pay for it as well. And it's time for our next break. So when we come back, what we'll do is we'll continue looking at the types of tripwires, and we'll just continue on our conversion funnel journey. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Marketing That Will Break the Bank. So before the break, we looked at how to start walking your customers through that conversion funnel. And we looked at um, lead magnets and we started looking at tripwires. And we talked about some of the types of tripwires that you can use um, or examples of them. And I just wanted to finish up those and then we'll move on to the next part of our conversion funnel. So um, there's the, the four that we've already talked about include the physical premium, the small but critical um, offer, uh, you can offer a book or a report. And right before the break, we talked about the fact that you can offer a free or paid webinar or teleseminar. The next uh, one that you can use as a tripwire is a free or paid trial. And, and you've seen these all over the place. And these are probably the most prevalent that you'll see is that it's, it's along the lines of that 14-day free trial that you get for software or apps or something along those lines. The sixth type is um, a software or plugin. So if you're selling a piece of software, um, just give them access to a, a portion of it to try out. Um, or a plugin, you can give them a limited try of that plugin. And the final way that you can um, use a tripwire is what's called a la carte services. So if you're if you're a service business and have something that you can put a specific price on that will get them in the door, you can offer that. So so maybe you're doing something along the lines of um, landscaping or something like that, and you can offer them an opportunity to um, fertilize their lawn for uh, for a set price or something something along those lines. And once you get there, then you can offer them additional services after that. So tripwires are really important for your conversion funnel because the key is to make sure that um, it's not only high value at a low cost, but it also has a high perceived value. And what I mean by this is if, if once your customer receives the tripwire and utilizes it but doesn't see the value in it, you've probably lost their trust and they aren't going to purchase from you again. Remember, these are baby steps. And, and each one uh, afterwards, uh, they're probably checking off a box that says, Okay, yes, I trust these people this far. Uh, let's go to the next step. Okay, yes, 
uh, they don't have three heads and they're giving me what I, I want. So we'll check off that box and move to the next step. And the key too is to make sure that there's a connection between your trip tripwire your core product that you hope will ultimately they will ultimately purchase so if you're selling um uh, if you're selling uh basketballs and uh your tripwire is um is uh football cleats that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but if it was something along the lines of a uh, pump to pump up the basketballs or a basketball hoop or the netting or something like that that would make a lot of sense and and some sometimes and and this is just the next step in tripwires sometimes the best way to make that connection between your core product and your tripwire is to offer what's known as a splinter offer which is actually a piece of your core product or service so um, if you think about it it's most likely that your core product or service can is made up of smaller components that you could actually sell individually and so if if your core product is an online course you could probably offer a module or a component of that as your tripwire And um, so the idea here is to offer them something that's a no-brainer that will get them to try your products and services with for minimal risk. And here are some of those things that you can uh, should consider when you're putting together your uh, tripwire. You want a low barrier to entry, so just like I I said, um, it should cost under twenty dollars. Probably even under ten is even better. It should be easy for you to understand and explain and for them to understand. Um, it should seamlessly lead to your core sale. Um, it should be useful but incomplete. Um, and, and I don't mean that you want to do a bait and switch here, but it should be able to stand on its own, And it, but it may not be everything that they need to, to know about the product. And again, it should have a high perceived value and a high actual va- uh, value. So now you've uh, gotten them to take your uh, lead magnet and you've gotten them to take your tripwire. Um, the next, so, so now they're actually a customer because they've actually purchased from you. So um, this, and this is where uh, we have the disconnect between the sales funnel and the conversion funnel. And we've talked about the fact that uh, sales funnel actually ends when your customer makes that purchase. So they've actually made that purchase. Um, but with a conversion funnel, it uh, the question is, how do you get them to buy something more? So now we're going to start talking about how you get to buy them something more. Um, because um, what happens is a lot of people end at the sale at the sales funnel and if they've made that purchase great if they haven't made that purchase they kind of let that that person fall off Um, um, but we have to remember that the highest cost to most businesses is actually to acquire customers and it's usually about 10 to 16 times more expensive to get a customer than it is to keep one So what you want to do is if they've bought something from you, you want them to buy something else from you. And that's what we're we're talking about here because this is where you're going to maximize your profits is for is by getting them to buy something else from you. 
So just as there were seven types of tripwires, there are actually seven types of these profit maximizers, if you will. So the first one is immediate upsells. And this is where you offer them more of what they bought or something that complements their purchase. Um, Your goal is to actually get them to move closer to their after state um, that we had described at the beginning of this journey. And and the classic example, and and I think if I give this to you, you're you're actually going to understand what I mean by immediate upsells, is when you go to McDonald's and you order a quarter pounder, and then they ask, do you want fries with that? Of course you want fries with that. And um, that's an easy upsell. Or if you want a Coke with that, it's an easy upsell. So that's what upsell immediate upsells are. The next is uh, cross-sells. And this is one that you want to be a little careful with. It, it goes to offering a product or service that may or may not be relevant um, to what they've already purchased. So a good example of this is actually Amazon, uh, where uh, they once you've made your purchase, they they give you that um, s- that uh, message at the bottom of the page that says customers who bought this item also bought, and they give you a whole bunch of different items that others have bought, and it may or may not be relevant to you. You're taking that risk, um, but the thing is with this, you don't want to do this immediately after their first purchase. Um, you, you probably want to save it for some time later on because if you start doing that, they're going to kind of scratch their head and say, what the heck are you doing? Um, so that's a cross-sell. The next one is what's termed as slack adjusters. And this is one of those ideas that may or may not apply to your business. But it, but what happens is this usually applies to the top 2% of your customers. It's kind of that uh, the sky's the limit product or service that you have, your most expensive product or service, which is probably uh, somewhere between 10 and 100 times more expensive than your core offer. And it usually involves either um, better access to you or some type of done-for-you service, or it's just a really expensive product that, that you want to sell. Um, the next type of profit maximizer that we're going to discuss are bundles and kits. And you've all seen these. This is uh, especially good if you have some commodity items. And it's where you put together um, related items that have a high margin and you sell it as a kit. And uh, good examples are like grooming kits or crafting kits that separately the items aren't worth a whole lot or they, they don't cost a whole lot. But together you can sell it at a higher price because it's perceived as a higher value and it's more convenient than having to go and find all of the products um, separately. The next type of profit maximizer is uh, recurring billing. And this is those subscriptions that you have that uh, you get charged for every month. And um, it's one of those things that you also don't want to offer this too uh, early because you'll probably alienate your your customers. The uh, sixth type is line extensions. And this one is a little bit more out of the box for some companies, um, especially if you only sell one product or service. Um, it's what it's taking a step back and asking yourself, what are complementary products or services that your customers want? Um, it's it, it, The idea is to become more of a solutions provider or a one-stop shop. 
Um, so, for example, if you make drill bits and only drill bits, but you know that your customers need the drills and other items, how, how are you going to provide those items to your customers so that they keep coming to you and not going somewhere else? That's kind of the idea behind line extensions. And the last one, and I think that this is probably the one that uh, you can get the most bang for your buck out of, is uh, speed and automation. So one of the one of the things that you may find in in your own life and in the way that you deal with your customers is you want to uh, buy something and you want to implement it or or use it right away. But there's a, a learning curve or there's some some things that you have to install and all that sort of stuff and it's going to take you time to do that. So if you're able to offer some some way to speed up that process, either by installing it your, uh, yourself or offering that installation service or by doing everything for them or something like that, they're actually going to take you up on that offer and that's going to increase your sales. And it could be done for you services, it could be equipment or tools, it could be a variety of things. So so now we've taken a look at um, lead magnets, we've taken a look at tripwires, and we've taken a look at uh, ways that you can maximize your profit. The last thing that we're going to take a look at is what's known as the return path. And we'll start looking at that closely when we come back from our break. So stay tuned. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Let's face it, marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts.
Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So today we've taken a closer look at conversion funnels and the components that you need to make yours work. We've looked at uh, lead magnets, we've looked at tripwire offers, and we've looked at profit maximizers. So I want to finish up our discussion by looking at the last piece of the puzzle, and that's uh, what we're going to uh, term the return path. And so far, far, what we've done is we've talked about how to move your customers through the conversion funnel from your lead magnet through getting them to buy more from you. Um, And in an ideal world, everything would work perfectly. Um, Every time someone comes to your website, they'll download your lead magnet and then they'll purchase your tripwire and make additional purchases all the time to the point where they become your raving fans and recommend others to purchase from you. But we know in reality that this almost never happens. And in fact, we know that about uh, 98% of people who come to your website will not make a purchase that first time. So the question is, what do you do with that 98%? And how do you capture those that didn't opt in for your lead magnet or left the process before they purchased your tripwire? So this is where we just need to get a little bit creative and figure out ways to get those people into your funnel. And, uh, and, and you may be saying, and a lot of people say, well, if they didn't buy the first time, then why would I want to spend any time and effort to get them back? And that's really the wrong perspective. The right one should be, um, they just weren't ready to purchase. So I need to make sure that I give them every opportunity to make that purchase. And this doesn't mean that you're going to go stock them until they buy, which is a little creepy, and you've gotten all those emails so that you know what I'm talking about. But it is meant to give you and them an opportunity to understand more about each other and to be able, um, if and when they're ready to make that purchase, um, to be there for them. So there's four ways that you can get those people back into your conversion funnel. And the first one is constant communication. And this is really what we've talked about a lot on marketing that won't break the bank. And that's where you remain top of mind with your customers. And if they're on your list, you want to make sure that you're communicating with them at least once a week. Um, And it isn't just about email. So it's any way that you're communicating with them, whether it's calling them on the phone, sending them a fax if they still have a fax, fax machine, um, or even being uh, present at industry-related events like trade shows or networking events or association meetings. Um, It's really about showing up. And people do notice two things, um, those who are present and those who are absent. So be the one that's always present. The next way that you can get customers back into your funnel um, is to provide exit offers. And, and we've experienced these uh, whenever we visit a website. So you, you're browsing for a moment or two, and then as you go to leave the website and, and your mouse is just ready to close out that window, there's a pop-up that has some sort of offer. And usually these offers fall into three different categories. Um, You can increase immediate sales, you can reduce cart abandons, or you can generate leads, which is the most common of the three. And the idea is just to give your audience one more opportunity to work for you. Um, What you don't want to do is you don't want to prevent them from leaving, but you want them to think about, about it twice before they do so. And when you make your exit offer, you 
really want to make sure that it has something to do with the topic they've been perusing. So for example, if they're reading a blog post on email marketing, you want to make sure that um, the lead magnet that you offer from that page has something to do with email marketing. If it's, uh, if they're in your cart, uh, shopping cart, you want to make sure that you're when they're leaving it has something to do with the items left in their cart or something along those lines and it and if you don't want to get that specific it's okay to have a general exit offer from your entire website every, on every page but just don't make it the sign up for our newsletter type um, it, it's not going to get them back into your conversion funnel and we talked about that at the very beginning of today so the third way that you can get them back into your conversion uh, into your conversion funnel is through retargeting. And this is actually employing technology on your website, um, which, which is called tracking pixels or cookies that will help you advertise directly to those on other at, uh, websites. So for example, say that a customer uh, or a visitor comes to your website and then leaves. Um, they're looking at a coat uh, you were selling on your website and they didn't do anything with it. They may or may not have put it in a, in a shopping cart or something like that. Um, and then what happens is they go to Facebook or Google or another site and all of a sudden they see an ad for that very same coat and that ad starts popping up all over the place. And I know we've all experienced that. And that's really what retargeting does. It's hopefully getting that person to remember you and get them back to your website to make that purchase. And, and, and the thing with um, retargeting is you can set up ads on various sites based on those activities of people visiting your website, even down to a specific page. So in fact, you can actually set up ads based on their behavior in your conversion funnel too. So for example, if they download your lead magnet, but don't take advantage of your tripwire, you could tell the ad to show to uh, show itself to everybody who was on your lead magnet sales page, but didn't t- make it to the tripwire thank you page. And it's really a powerful tool to use and can specifically help with getting people who you thought you had lost back into your um, into your conversion funnel. And then the last way that you can get them into your conversion funnel again is through automated email follow-up. And this is where you you start your autoresponder series to your email list. And there's really five different phases to this process. You're looking at indoctrination, um, engagement, ascension, segmentation, and re-engagement. And, and it's really a bigger discussion, but I just want to go through through these a little bit. Uh, uh, quickly. So indoctrination is really when they just sign up and are getting to know you and it's the hi how are you emails that you send and it may be two or three where you introduce yourself, you tell them what to expect, you ask them to read a blog or um, uh, go go to your social networks or something along those lines. And then you want to engage them. And this is where it becomes all about them. And you're talking about why they signed up in the first place. So if they signed up for a lead magnet, you talk about that topic and you try to get them to the next step, which is to purchase the tripwire. Um, and uh, then you get them into the ascension uh, part of this 
this model and that's where you're talking to them about upgrading their initial purchases or purchasing more and then once they've gotten through this part then you start looking at segmentation where you're asking them to raise their hand and tell you what they want to know more about Um, and then what you can do from there is you can go back into the engagement and ascension and get them to buy products from other or services from other things that they're interested in and re-engagement really is all about making sure that um, if they aren't listening to any of these or they're they're ignoring most of it, um, how do you get them to uh, reignite their interest in who you are and what you're doing? And, and, and that's really it. That's how you build your conversion funnel. And it's really important to growing your business, but don't take it lightly. You need to really plan it out and make sure you know what you're going to do at each point that you touch your customer. And it's all about delivering that value. So don't get discouraged if people don't buy from you right up front there's ways to get them into that funnel um, on the back end too so we've made it and I hope that I've given you some insight into building your conversion funnel and how important it is to integrate it into your own marketing strategy I'd love to follow your marketing journey so connect with me on twitter at Janet Kunst on instagram at Janet.Kunst or on my facebook page at 411 marketing solutions And if you have any questions, please just drop me an email at Janet at 411MarketingSolutions.com. Thank you so much for joining me today on Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I hope it's been informative and you've come away with some new ideas to market your business. Have a great week and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts.